Hello, I'm Naomi Lee. Welcome to the latest podcast from The Lancet. Today I'm joined by Professor Sybil Leubel from Frankfurt. Professor Leubel is the chair of the German Breast Group and a professor in obstetrics and gynaecology at Frankfurt University. Professor Leubel, thanks very much for joining us. Hello, good afternoon. Thank you for the invitation. Professor Leubel, The Lancet last published a series of reviews on breast cancer in 2011. Broadly, how has the management of breast cancer changed in those last five years? I think uh, this is a very interesting question because sometimes you have the feeling that not much has happened in the everyday clinical practice. But if you take a closer look, and I think quite a bit has changed, especially in the areas of the hormone receptor positive breast cancer, as well as in the HER2 positive breast cancer. And we are close to see some uh, important changes as well in the triple negative breast cancer. And these are the three main topics that are covered by your um, series. And I think, therefore, it's a very important that uh, this series um, has been renewed because there has so much changes going on in these three areas. The first review in the series is on oestrogen receptor positive advanced breast cancer. What are the key messages in the management of that disease? Well, this first review focusing on the advanced treatment of uh, oestrogen receptor positive breast cancer is focusing on the new so-called targeted agents which can be used in this area. And as I have said in the beginning, sometimes you have a feeling not so much has happened. This is mainly true for the primary estrogen receptor positive breast cancer, but for the metastatic or advanced disease, there have been quite some changes recently. So I think the major novelty are probably the introduction of the CDK4-6 inhibitors for the treatment of ER-positive, HER2-negative, a breast cancer with or as an addition to endocrine-based treatment. And there have been a couple of recent uh, large phase 3 trials showing in endocrine-sensitive as well as in endocrine-resistant metastatic breast cancer that the addition of a CDK4-6 inhibitor, palbociclib or ribociclib, can improve by about 50 to 60 percent the progression of free survival of these patients in first or second, third line uh, breast cancer in the ER positive or negative setting. There are a couple of other targeted agents which are currently tested in these settings. For example, the PI3 kinase inhibitors. Um, currently, there are the more specific ones, the alpha-specific ones, which are currently in clinical testing. And we hope that these agents will benefit the patients with ER positive or negative breast cancer as well. The hope is that especially those patients um, where the tumors harbor a PS3 kinase mutation might benefit because that was indicated in earlier research and we hope that the alpha-specific PS3 kinase inhibitors are also uh, likely better tolerated than the pan PS3 kinase inhibitors which have shown some activity but are not overwhelming better than and endocrine treatment alone. You're the lead author on the second paper in the series, which is on HER2-positive breast cancer. What do you think are the most important points to take away from this review? I think the main message here is that also we can improve not only the progression-free survival, but also the overall survival in early, but also in the metastatic setting of HER2-positive breast cancer. There is still a considerable number of patients who 
die from metastatic positive breast cancer. This is one message. The second message is that there are a couple of established but also newer agents in this area which are uh, very helpful to reach the goal for maybe cure also the this, um, the patients with a metastatic positive breast cancer. For example, uh, pertuzumab in addition to trastuzumab as well as the trastuzumab emtensime which is an antibody drug conjugate, a very, very intelligent molecule. They help to improve not only PFS, but also the overall survival in first, but also in uh, further lines of treatment. And regarding the newer agent, I think there are some promising data that other tyrosine kinase inhibitors as neratinib might improve the outcome. And there are a couple of new agents, also tyrosine kinase inhibitors, which can help to eventually overcome resistance to the antibodies which have been mentioned. Thank you. And the final paper in the series is on triple negative breast cancer. What are the takeaway points from this paper? Well, triple negative breast cancer is the sort of the poor child in this area because we are still working to get some targeted agents also working in this area. It was very promising now in the ER positive as well as in the HER2 positive field. But in the triple negative area, we are still struggling. Currently, I think the most promising agents might be the PARP inhibitors. We have seen fantastic results already in the ovarian cancer field. And some triple negative breast cancer subtypes probably 80% of them are very similar to ovarian cancer. And the hope is that the patients with a triple negative breast cancer, maybe only those um, who harbor a germline BRCA mutation, but maybe also those who have a very aggressive triple negative breast cancer might benefit from adding a PARP inhibitor. So far, there are only limited data available, but there are ongoing clinical trials from which we hope to see the first results earlier next year in 2017. And then uh, we hope that we have the first targeted agents in triple negative breast cancer as well. The second question is how important is the carboplatin or another platinum agent in the treatment of triple negative breast cancer? This is an area of debate because we have data showing that it's very important in the metastatic setting if we compare carboplatinum alone with cisplatin alone, um, with docetax alone, where we think it is more important to use the carboplatin when the patient harbors a BRCA mutation, whereas in the primary setting, we see the benefit from using carboplatin in addition to standard anthracycline taxane-based chemotherapy seems to work in all types of uh, triple negative breast cancer. But this has to still be confirmed, and I hope further studies will help us to get more information on that, especially if we can or need to combine a PARP inhibitor and a platinum agent, or if one or the other should be chosen to treat the patients with this type of breast cancer. What percent of breast cancer patients fall into each of these three groups that we're discussing in the series? So, so the majority of the patients have an ER positive or negative breast cancer. This is about, depending on the age, about 70%, 70 to 80% of our patients. And uh, I think the remaining 30% is then equally distributed between HER2 positive and triple negative breast cancer. And it's a very rough rule of thumb. And finally, how do you expect the management of breast cancer to change in the next five years? 
I think the change will be mainly not only by introducing new agents, but also to more cleverly select our patients for certain uh, treatments. We have already seen that, for example, uh, detecting an ESR1 mutation in the circulating tumor DNA, this is a mutation of the estrogen receptor, is very important. And it, it looks like if the patient or the tumor develops one of uh, those mutations during the um, evolvement and a patient relapses, then those are less sensitive to an aromatase inhibitor and might be better treated, for example, with fulvestrant. And I think if we can just by looking at those mutations and the tests become um, more affordable day by day and just to select the endocrine agent more cleverly, I think that would be a great chance for innovating and helping the, the treatment. And the same is true for the triple negative breast cancer. The, the, the detection of the mutation, either in the germline or in the tumor, I think will become more and more important. There are uh, studies going on. I think BRCA is one of the examples, but there are other mutations currently looked at in the HER2 positive field, the PS3 kinase mutation, the P10 mutation might play a role. And all those um, mutations, which I have only named the most important ones, the, the detection and the selection of the treatment according to the mutation or the mutation alone will be, uh, will play an important role in the near future. Professor Lobel, thank you very much for joining us on the line from Frankfurt. Thank you very much to The Lancet for giving me the opportunity and also everybody else to contribute to this important series. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.